It was once said, if you choose the lesser of two evils, it is still evil. And I'm afraid that's what we deal with when we go to the election booth. Every other year, um, and definitely every presidential election, we are limited with the choices that are either there or just the choices that are shown to us. This is E.J. Johnson, and you're listening to the E.J. for Liberty show, and I am going to talk about the election cycles. I'm not even going to talk about, per se, this 2022 election cycle, just elections in general, and just spitball as to why people probably are frustrated with elections. So, here we go. I will be the first one to say that I, at one time, almost didn't vote in an election. And that was 2016, where it was the presidential election, Barack Obama was about to leave office, and the prominent choices out of the Democratic and Republican parties were uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Now, everybody has their favorites coming into an election, and obviously their favorites don't make the light of day uh, a lot of the time, so you're left with the two, I don't even want to say best choices, but the choices that they feel the strongest to get their, uh, not even their person, but their agenda across the finish line. The problem with Hillary Clinton was she always struck me as a person that was entitled to the crown or entitled to the seat. She didn't really run on any political strategy or any plans or anything that shows that she had a vision for what America was to be. She literally said in most of her campaigns, vote for me because I'm a woman. In the day of inequality, why are we using this narrative? I mean, and one, do you have to remind people that you're a woman just because you wear pantsuits? It's a little insane, but that was Hillary Clinton for me. Donald Trump, I, I will not sugarcoat it, but I actually almost voted for him because of some of the uh, concepts and ideas that he was putting out at the time. Um, just being straightforward, shooting from the hip as far as what he thought about things, um, what he what he felt like we could do with you know Washington. Now, I mean, it's a lot of the same things that politicians say before, but there was a certain there was a certain amount of business savvy about him, which I mean he is a busy guy. That I felt like, okay, maybe he could take some new strategies because he wasn't a politician at that point. He was just <coughs> just a business person. And applied it to Washington somehow. Well, as we, we as we all know the results of that election, um, Trump got in and uh things didn't go the way that uh anybody really had planned. Uh, but getting back to twenty sixteen, um I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Clinton. I almost didn't vote at all. And I was very sad because I felt like I, you know, it was my responsibility to get out there and share my vote about who I, you know, feel is the right candidate for the job. But how can you vote for the right candidate when neither candidate seems right? I mean, if you are <coughs> getting work done in your house and say, like, you need some electrical work done. You may call out a few contractors or electricians, wherever the case may be, and they'll give you quotes, and you don't like what they're presenting to you. So what do you do? You go find out more. 
Well, I think the election process should be somewhat similar. We shouldn't just have two choices unless one is clearly what we feel is the right choice for us. But if it's not, we need more choices than less. Um, and we don't get that from our current, current uh, system. And, but here's, here's something I will let you know. Um, the system is rigged. And I know it sounds very conspiratory, but how else do you explain that there have been candidates in just about every election that I can remember going back to the 90s that are third-party candidates? They get little to no uh, recognition in the national media. Well, I'll tell you why. <coughs> um, probably about, I don't remember when it started. I'll have to look it up on Wikipedia or whatever. But um, sometime after either Ross Perot or Ralph Nader, but I think after Ross Perot, a commission of presidential debates was formed. To my knowledge, this is not a government entity. This is a private entity. And also, to my knowledge, this private entity is um, ran by both the Republican and Democratic parties. They basically set the standards for who can participate in the debates, what qualifications do you need to have to get in the debates, etc., etc., etc. So that's basically like owning a basketball court and only having one opponent to play you. All day, every day, and no, no one else gets time in the court. It's just you versus the other guy. Now I don't know about you, but me, I I don't want to see the Lakers and 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 say the Celtics play every year in the NBA Finals for the rest of my life. I just don't want to see that. I like to see variety. Now, unlike sports, we're the ones that chooses, you know, who ultimately is going to be the winners. But the problem is, in a commission of presidential debates, if you set the bar where you have to be polling in the polls at a certain number, well, in order to make those polls, you have to be seen. And if in those same polls you don't list people, then no one's gonna no one's gonna know who's out there. I mean, it's you, the commission of presidential debates, and the media, and. <coughs> We know the track record of the media. So basically, you have technically all the opportunity to get on the stage, but when you have so many roadblocks that are blocking your way, it's really just left up to the people that are well-built, well-established, uh, well-financed. So you say, you either meet this bar or you don't, or you don't play at all. But... This is highly unfair to the other candidates that want to see the table, and more so, it's highly unfair to the voters that deserve options when it comes to the table. <coughs> now, outside of the Republican and Democratic parties, the next, the next known parties are probably the Libertarian and the Green parties. Um, there's a forward party that just recently formed not even two years ago. But three sub-genre political parties, or when you say sub-genre because that implies that they're still tied to the other two respective parties, but three alternative parties get little to no press debate because the Republicans and Democrats control who gets to be seen, 
and what qualifies them to be a part of this presidential debate. It's flat out wrong. So if you were like me in 2016, wanting to participate in the voting process but was sickened by the choices, I put this on you. I would do a Google search for alternative candidates for presidential or whatever elections they may be. You'll probably come up with a few names. Some names will be like the Kanye West, not really, I don't consider to be serious, but then there'll be other ones that have sound ideas, <coughs> but they just don't have the uh, political, financial, or um, social clout to, to be noticed and to be seen. Take, for instance, uh, Gary Johnson from the 2016 campaign. Uh, I personally believe that he had some really sound ideas. But he had his flaws in certain areas, um, especially when it comes to foreign policy. And one of the few opportunities he had to be on TV uh, to you know, sh uh, sh showcase his uh, his knowledge of things, he he had a, he went flat on his face. And uh, to be all honest, he was asking questions that I don't think most people would have actually known or heard of. And it was only after he had that political gaffe that everybody all of a sudden knew everything there was to know about the subject. And if you want to know what it was, he was being asked about Aleppo. I've never heard of Aleppo, but he simply asked, what is Aleppo? And in their professional tone, they kind of, the, the media casters, really just laughed it off. But, you know, again, in the political sense. But in the aftermath, you have all these talk shows of people that have no business talking politics in an open forum as if they're authority figures on it. Given your own personal opinions, that's one thing. But as authority figures, no, have no business claiming they knew everything there was to know there was about Aleppo, Aleppo which I later found out was, I think, the capital, uh, capital city is Syria. Now, if you would have said Syria, sure, I can tell you about generally what's going on there and you know, the countries that surround it and the general climate from what I know from my end on this. But <coughs> as a politician, it's not your no job to know every single thing there is as far as the issue out there. What it is, your job is to learn how to delegate and show that you can put a team together to assess inf information, to get correct data and make assessment calls based off of that data. But, you know, long story short, no other politician would have been asked that kind of question. It was a setup to fail. And that's what you deal with when you're a third-party candidate or an alternative party candidate. All these other, uh, these two parties, it's like the, the script seems like it is scripted for them to make them look the best, and while simultaneously tearing down the other major candidates. And newsflash. <coughs> alternative parties only become relevant when elections are close and towards the end. And then if you notice in the news, they talk about how libertarians love the Republican Party or or Green Green Party candidates love the Democratic Party. They use people to push their agenda across but never take you seriously. So you as the voter, or you as the person that's sitting by, really have to look read between the lines and look and say and probably ask yourself why do I only have so many choices when it comes to electing a person or 
why why are these parties not as known as the others? Or just take it, pick your pick your topic and choose. But I want to ask you: Are you tired of just picking the the lesser of two evils? Doesn't it get old? Are you one of those that <coughs> every four years you switch parties? You start off as a Republican, but you get fed up with the Republicans. You then you go Democrats. You get fed up with the de- Democrats. Rinse and repeat. Well, probably because one, your ideas align a little bit with both parties, and two, they also don't align with both parties. So there's somewhere in the middle where you need a house or a home of uh, belonging. You may be uh, pro-gun. And uh, anti uh, pro gun and pro uh, pro abortion. You may be anti gun and you may be uh, pro choice. Who knows? Those two topics are not synonymous with one another. It's just if you look at each party, you know their general tenets of what they do stand for and what they don't stand for beyond the uh, rhetoric of what they say. And you somewhere fall in the middle of those. You're not neither diehard Republican or diehard Democrat. You lie somewhere else in the middle. We need more attention drawn to these alternative parties and to get better solutions. But let's say that's not possible. Let's just say you have this or that. Then here's my next solution. There needs to be on the ballot a none of the above option. Like if you're taking a test, it's multiple choice. You, which choice is is the best for you? A, A, B, C, or D, or E, none of the above. Instead of just not voting, you should be able to go to the voting booth that says, "I do not approve of any of these candidates on the ballot." That way, the vote is, vote, vote is recorded, and the polls should show that this many people voted against any of the options that were up there. And I think by doing that, that shows an approval rating of yes, you may won you may have won the election by this percent, but there's this percent of the population that voted that disapprove of you being even on the ballot as well as the other candidate. So you still have some work to do to win these people over. Because people shouldn't be forced to not vote. I mean, there's already there's already enough issues with you know where to vote when to vote how to vote and who to vote for and all these all these counties and cities and countries are coming up with all kind of um uh, democratic uh, not democratic in the sense of the party but political tactics to discourage some voters and encourage others to vote based on geographical uh demographic statistics Who's likely to vote for what and where? That stuff really should be killed. It should just be about where you live. This is your district. This is who you vote for. Go go punch the ticket or mail in the ballot in the discussion. But we don't have that as of yet. What we do have is... Primaries where you can choose a particular candidate from the primary and if they make it out of the primary, then they become the head candidate for that party 
going up against the other candidate of that party. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll hear about a libertarian or a democratic or an independent or a third party candidate that's running in a race that just doesn't get enough um, political clout. Here's what I will say to you. If you find that candidate that sounds better than the other two, three options, whatever it is, one, commit to voting to that for that person unless that person gives you a reason not to vote for. And two, get on social media and talk about this person, why he or she is the right person for the job and why others should, if not going to vote for him, at least take a listen to his or her agenda and what their plan is for um, that particular office. And any wasted vote comments, dismiss them. Because if you really believe in someone <clears throat> enough to put your put your stamp of approval behind them, there is no wasted votes. That's a that's a political tactic that both the left and the right uses to get you to vote for their candidate. I mean, you can see people like uh, former Clinton advisor Robert Reich talk about how worthless the third party vote is. Well, first first of all, he's a piece of shit. With all his academic degrees, he still doesn't know a damn thing. Or he proposes that he knows stuff when he really doesn't. It's an insult to say that unless you vote for a certain person, your vote doesn't mean anything. Well, newsflash, people. Even if you voted for a person that you, uh, that you don't believe in, but you believe is better than the other person, if that person lost, that's a wasted vote. It's the same as my vote of a person that I believed in. So would you rather spend your time voting for someone that you think might win, even though you really don't like this person? Well, put your vote behind someone that you do believe in and take the extra effort to tell people, hey, this is who I voted for or this is who I am voting for and here's why. It, this is where we get into the difficult part of having those political conversations about whether you're conservative, whether you're liberals, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a third party, or whether you don't vote at all. This is where we need civil discourse so we can be open and honest with one another, talk about the issues, the real issues that matter in our areas, and say, look, I believe as a people of this area right here, this guy is the best man for the job because he has this, this, and this, or she has this, this, and this. You hash it out with your friends in a civil manner, and chances are you're probably still going to disagree about things, but you learn more about that other person's point of view and may change your vote. That person learns more about your voting point of view and vice versa, but we become more educated when we start listening to other sides of the, sides of the poll. And for a bonus, the both of you might actually start debating more from our political uh points or our affiliates whatever that we need better choices going into our local offices in washington i mean this is just some food for thought um, i i had planned on doing some uh local stuff uh going into the midterm elections but you know what life gets away from me and so i kind of did a one eight course, and I'm going to talk more about politics and what's coming up with the 2024 election. So for right now, if there's anybody that wants to get on and talk with me about like the state I'm in right now, Utah elections or elections around the country, by all means, reach out to me on social media. We'll make it happen. 
before uh, the election day gets here, and we'll see if we can create an episode and put it out for the listeners to hear. Um, but there's other things to also consider, uh, such as uh, gerrymandering, where sometimes the district that you think you're in may not actually be the district that you're actually in. Uh, oh, and the none of the above vote is where I was going to go for my next point. Uh, ranked choice voting. Um, so ranked choice voting in a gist, and here and I won't get this perfect, but what I would do if I were you, I would go to your search engine. I mean, some probably will use the popular Google, but just whatever is fine. Go to your search engine and search for ranked choice voting. You can learn a lot more about that there. And there's a good site called Represent Us, represent.us, that actually uh, educates you more about ranked choice voting. But here's the, here's the gist of it. <clears throat> say like you're wanting to um, get some fruit and there's a group of you and some other people that have to decide on one fruit on one fruit to get okay so let's say apples oranges bananas now each of you uh, in a traditional sense would only have one vote you can either vote for the apples the oranges or the bananas um so and all the all the votes that tally up basically would go to the person uh that had the the fruit that had the most uh votes if you will ranked choice voting and here's the other thing you may <clears throat> you may uh want an apples but if apples wasn't winner then your next logical step would be say bananas over oranges and here's where ranked choice uh, voting comes in. Instead of voting for one uh, particular candidate, or in this case, fruit, you rate your choice of which one you prefer. You know, first place, you would say uh, or, uh, apples. Second place, is you would say oranges. Uh, third place, you would say bananas. And if everybody does that in a cumulative act aspect, <clears throat> pick their fruit. The person that got more than 50% of the vote wins and if nobody got more than 50 percent of the vote the lowest ranking uh vote uh lowest ranking fruit gets knocked off and those those alternate votes get moved accordingly um the second choice votes get moved accordingly to the two remaining that are out there and from there another count will happen as far as uh whether apple uh apples or oranges uh gets to pick but only until we get more than 50% of the vote would it actually determine who's the true winner of this. And that's, in a nutshell, what ranked choice voting is about. Now, if I'm wrong or if I got it incorrect or if I missed something out of it, leave a message, let me know so I can properly exp uh, explain this to uh, people and so I can get, get a better uh, understanding myself. But, like I said, you can go on a search engine online, look up ranked choice voting. Another site is um, uh, represent.us. You can look it up there about ranked choice voting. But ranked choice voting is one of the things I feel like we all need so we can better we can make better choices about who we send to office. Um, so if you, if you didn't like Trump or you didn't like Biden, you could say, um, if I had to pick between the two, I would choose Trump. And if there was another choice, pick that person. And if there was another choice, then pick that person, then Biden. Or vice versa. 
I want Biden more than Trump, and if there's a second choice, third choice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, go from there. Ranked choice voting will allow you the opportunity to rank the preferences of your vote in that order. So it's not just you like this person here, but I'm going to vote for this person over here because I feel they have a better chance of winning an election. You don't have to do that. You can honestly say, I picked the independent candidate. And if, if their votes aren't enough to get them elected, then my second choice, which most people will probably fall into this category, will go to the person that I think has a better shot of winning. So by definition and right choice, you pick the person that you really want, the second person that would be a suitable alternative, the third person, if there is a third person behind that second person, and so on and so on. As opposed to right now, you can only pick one choice. And a lot of you probably pick, well, I picked this person because he or she is the better option of the other person. That's really not a way to be um, doing elections. And, man, there's just so much that we can do that we don't have time for the 2020, uh, 2022 election, but we can set up for the 2024 election or even elections in a local area that could have an impact on the uh, state, and regional, and the national scale. But these are all things we need to learn about. We need to get together, kind of hash these issues out, see what's important to us, and just really talk about talk amongst one ourselves about these issues. That way, when we go to the voting booths, we're better informed, we're better educated, and we can demand more. Because in a nation of 300 plus million people, there's no reason why our votes should come down to two choices. That is the fat ass and the jackass. If you really believe in one or the other, by all means, pull that lever for you. But if you are iffy on them, then let's find better choices. Let's make better solutions. This is EJ Jones, and you've been listening to the EJ for Louis show. Catch me on all the social media. And um, yeah, just if you like what you hear, um, Go to my Venmo or Cash App and just leave me a generous donation. Say that you approve of what I'm doing. Um, as this uh, podcast grows, I will look for more opportunities for guest hosting, get po- guest podcasting, that kind of stuff. Uh, so stay tuned. Until then, um, take it easy, guys. Till the next episode.